it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Do you remember when Hulk Hogan shocked the world and formed the New World Order? Or when Stone Cold Steve Austin passed down in the sharpshooter to Bret the Hitman Hart? I'm Torch contributor Frank Pettiani, and I've reviewed these shows and many more for my exclusive VIP podcast, Pro Wrestling Then and Now. Together with a rotating chair of co-hosts, we go back 10, 20, even 30 years, review pay-per-views from top to bottom, talk about where the wrestlers were at the time, and compare what took place then to what is taking place now. You get exclusive access to these and other podcasts as part of your PW Torch VIP membership, which is compatible with the Apple Podcasts app. Visit pwtorch.com slash govip for details and sign up for them. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, P.W. Torch brings you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Five years ago this week, Travis Bryant from the P.W. Torch East Coast cast joined me to talk about Raw on our post show, including Roman Reigns saying Brock Lesnar is Vince's guy. A little bit of a spit take there. Also, John Cena calling out The Undertaker rather harshly. Is he going to admit he was trolling him, or is he going to stick with his comments being sincere? 
Also, the Nia Jax babyface turn involving fat shaming. Travis had some strong words about Nia Jax in that role. And so much more. We talked to live callers. We had an on-site correspondent from Detroit. And we answered mailbag questions. So let's get to it. This originally live-streamed on March 13th, 2018. And it is today's Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post-show, five years ago, Raw Flashback, for Sunday, March 12th. 2023. It feels good to have the flashback up a day ahead rather than a few days behind. So we're right on schedule finally with these. So as always, hope you enjoy these and we'll uh, get rolling with the show. Now, PW Torch brings you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. It's time to talk this week's WWE Monday Night Raw. All right, Travis, after what we saw tonight in the opening segment, are you thinking that you'd be more likely to cheer Roman Reigns now at WrestleMania than you would have been coming into Raw tonight. Certainly that was one of the goals of what they did on tonight's show is continue down the road that they started a couple weeks ago. Specifically because of that, I I don't think so. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I think this was a little too heavy-handed. I think it went from... Ah, Brock's really doing something to irritate people behind the scenes. Or, yeah, they made a couple good points to, ah, the machine is is telling us what to do. And Roman Reigns, uh, is we're supposed to cheer him. And I thought they went a little too – they, they tried to go insider, but in a way that I think ultimately backfired. Like Reigns calling Lesnar Vince's boy – that goes against the knowledge of the very fans they're trying to turn against Roman or turn against Lesnar, because I mean it just takes some gall for for Roman Reigns to claim anybody but him is Vince's guy. I think they could have <laughs> kept this focused on Lesnar and not made it about Vince. And then you know, you, and then you have this. I mean, a lot of stuff was going on in that opening segment, which we'll we'll delve into. But Reigns was kind of acting like a jerk to Kurt Angle. He asked Angle a question. Angle tries to reach for the microphone to answer it. And Reigns is like, don't touch my microphone. Uh, It's like, come on. This is part of what's cost Reigns some of the affection that WWE thinks and Roman Reigns thinks fans should have for him. And then, sorry for the rant to open the show here, Trav. And then the line about, no, I might not be able to feed my kids if I get fired. You know, like, you know, oh, people won't be able... It's like nobody in the audience who's paying to see Roman Reigns, and they talk about how people save their money. New Day last night, I think it was New Day, uh, on the pre-show said people save their money all year so they can go to WrestleMania. And then you got a multi-millionaire saying, well, if I get fired, then I'll have no money to feed my kids. What are you doing with your millions of dollars in the meantime? Like Same thing with Charles uh, well, with his, uh... Exactly, and he took heat for that, too. Like, don't... It's just he's falling back into the, some of the things. So... This is my argument that it is not inevitable that Roman Reigns gets booed just because, well, those are internet fans and they're anti-authority, anti-being told what to It's like part of it is this kind of night. So anyway, I mean, I've got more points where I think things backfired, but those are a few of, a few of the things that jumped out to me where I thought uh, this was counterproductive, Travis. Yeah, I don't know if it was – if it didn't strike me. It, at least right now, it's not something that I have my dander up about possibly because it was three hours ago that that segment took place. And I think, uh, like, two major things, like, really just with with the women, with Nijax and, and Bliss, and uh, 
and something else. I, I don't know. Just kind of, oh, the John Cena promo, or at least the second half, just really left a, such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm not – that the Roman stuff three hours ago um, isn't – isn't uh, isn't as 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 bad or as impactful in a, in a negative way. Now, Travis, uh, hold on. Right now. There's, there's, yeah. We are going live like two minutes after Raw ended. Are you saying now we have to break in and do a live show for after each segment for you to yep. care about? <laughs> like, I know the world passes by quickly. Like in the past, we'd you know. It, it's presidential politics the same way. Any number of 14 things in the last 14 days would have taken six months of the news cycle in the 90s. And now it's like we forget about it three days later. Same thing with wrestling. But now you're saying in an actual episode it's too late. No, I know what you're saying. I'm just giving you a yeah. But uh, Yeah. No, yeah. again, it was just other things that were uh, way more egregious that have that I'm, I guess, saving my energy for. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I'll add, sure. too. Um, I don't think – Setting up the company as the bad guy makes sense either. I don't think it's worth whatever they're trying to get out of the storyline to make WWE seem like the bad guys. And that's if you're with Roman, he's saying Angle isn't the problem It's because he's just a middleman. The real problem is Vince McMahon. And, you know, he's going off on, on how terrible the ownership is and that... I bust my ass for these guys year-round, and I'm gone half the year for my family, and they're these thankless, rich family. I like, And then the rest of the show is celebrating WWE as a corporate citizen and you know, tribute to women. But it's like, do you want us to believe or not? You know, do you want us to believe in your storylines and get emotionally invested and love WWE? Or do you want us to be invested in the other half of your message, which is the McMahon family, or at least Vince, the leader of it, is this horrible person, and we're sort of attending despite ownership. And I know people feel that way about some of their pro sports teams, too, and it works that way. But I just think that's kind of dangerous territory to go down. So, I mean, those were kind of – obviously, Reigns-Lesnar is the major match that has the most riding on it at Mania. You might, someone could argue Cena, Undertaker, but I wouldn't because Reigns is a big part of the future. Lesnar, Undertaker, and Cena are not as much. So uh, what they're doing with Reigns and Lesnar, uh, it, to me, is the is the A topic of the show, and I think they stumbled a little bit here. I would agree. I, I, I put up a poll on Twitter because I'm genuinely curious. I mean, I have my take on things, and I express them unapologetically, uh, but we also have rotating co-hosts and live calls and emails and polls to let us know how others are also feeling and I asked, now that WWE continues to push hard that Brock Lesnar lacks work ethic and loyalty towards WWE, how would this affect your reaction to Roman Reigns if you attended WrestleMania 34? Uh, 14% said that their boos might turn to cheers now, based on tonight and what they've been seeing. 18% said their cheers will stay cheers. This kind of reveals the people who follow PW Torch on Twitter. Uh, 66% said their boos will stay boos. They're not swayed. And 2% say they were going to cheer him, and now they're going to boo him, which is kind of funny. Uh, but So I don't know what the numbers say other than it, it's maybe working a little. Um, and that 14% said that they will, uh, that they're, they were going to boo him, but now they'll cheer him. I, I liked where they were before this show began, and I think they, they took a step back. Um, I'm not quite, you know, the, the, this idea that Roman is this guy that management is against, and now he's suspended for speaking out. And, I mean, and that makes me think of other things. 
I know. Well, that, that was the whole thing, too. And I, I'm like, you know, now they got the whole Braun Battle Royal thing. So I'm thinking, well, OK, they, I guess they kind of played that card. But it did. It made it seem like on a, sh- you know, like a shoot level. Oh, they're trying to write Roman Reigns out just in case somebody comes up with some documentation. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I just yeah. yeah. I mean, I just a lot of a lot of talking points I, I didn't like. I know they're trying to give the vibe off of this being a shoot. Um, and, and even like with Shane McMahon in the back. You know, like Shane's a SmackDown guy. What's he doing back there with Vince? You know, people are kind of trying to figure that out. It's like they just want people to think, oh, what Roman did was unplanned because they'd never intentionally show Shane on camera because that breaks kayfabe because Shane's a SmackDown guy. And it's like, come on, really? Are, are people? That was, gonna- that was actually a part. That was a my favorite part of that was when when Shane's like trying to get him to uh, you know calm down, and he, I mean, slightly, but he shoved <laughs> Shane and goes. Man, I'm not talking to you. And I was like, well, that's exactly, you know, what what a guy like Roman Reigns or anybody with, with a sack would say in that situation. Like, sit down, actual, literal son, not me me being Roman, you know, telling a 46-year-old man, calling the you know, so, like, sit down, son of the promoter. I'm talking to the promoter right now. And, and that just was... Something that stood out. I really liked how he. Uh, I, li- I like when he's coming from. I like that. Uh, that in that in the indignant Roman, but not when he's indignant about something that's just on its face ridiculous, like Vince's boy, and they don't. You know, trying to get off, give off the vibe that they. You know, they don't like me, and I'm fighting an uphill battle here. That, that's the thing. That's- I, I I think it's too steep a hill to climb. You know, and 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 I have I'm I. I've said it before for people to think, oh, he's hating on Rowan Reigns. I, I have said on record, if I was to draft a comp, if I got my pick of any wrestler in the world to start a wrestling company with, I'd give think long and hard about Roman. He'd be on my short, short list of guys that I would take first. And so this is not like, oh, just fire him. He's terrible. But this, from a storyline standpoint, and I would say Roman's performance too, didn't serve him well. And I think it's too steep a hill to climb. You you can position Roman as a guy who says, hey, say what you will about me being Vince's... Like, this is a variation. Haven't put thought into it. You, I, there's 80 people who give a week's worth of thought to this stuff that can refine it. But I like better the idea of Roman going, hey, say what you will about me being Vince's pick or the corporate guy who they want to put on billboards. I show up for work, and I'm here. And there's a reason I'm that corporate it, pick. Yeah, yeah, and, and say, hey, there's a reason for it, but the fact is, is I back it up in the ring. It doesn't have to say you're crazy if you don't think I'm a thousand times better. Like, he's got to kind of <laughs> edit himself a little bit sometimes. But say, hey, I've been working really hard, and I think I've earned this spot. Some people don't think I have. Well, I'm going to go out there and try to win more of you over every weekend. And you know what Brock Lesnar's doing? He's snubbing his nose at you. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like you. He doesn't like this company. He doesn't care about any of it, and he can't be bothered to show up. And did he earn the right to put that in his contract? Sure, you could argue that, like Vince did, but Roman should be saying it. But that doesn't mean I have to like it, and that doesn't mean you have to like it. Like, there's a way for Roman to just not try to just completely go against the reality that everybody they're trying to talk to in this kind of dog-whistle way knows better than. And that's the problem, is they're, they're trying to talk to fans who know better, and they're giving themselves too big of a challenge, which is get fans to believe Roman isn't Vince's boy, Brock is. Everybody thinks Brock is one of Vince McMahon's biggest headaches. That's what everybody thinks. So framing it as, oh, Roman, is, Roman isn't Vince's guy and Brock is, it's just like that's when I think you lose 80% of the people. At least 80% of the people who are booing Roman just go, wait a second, really? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so. You can support us on Patreon and get these shows. 
with ads and plugs removed, the Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month for just $4.99 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast, Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other Pro Wrestling Media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. All right. Let's set the stage. This is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. We are uh, on live, just went live about three minutes after Raw went off the air, here on Monday, March 12th, 2018. It is the first of four shows that I'll be doing for free this week, two of them here on our red feed on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Later in the week, the final two shows will be on our blue feed at Podcast One, so be sure to search Wade Keller wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and subscribe to the Post Show feed. And the podcast feed, the Wade Keller Processing Post Show and the Wade Keller Processing Podcast. You'll have a red logo and a blue logo. Subscribe to both. you got all four shows covered. Thank you for doing that. I am joined today by Travis Bryant, who is the host of the PW Torch East Coast cast every Wednesday. A little bit later in the show, we'll talk to him more about that program. But let's get back to uh, talking about Raw. We have the phone lines open. That's one of the cool parts about uh, moving back here to uh, uh, blog talk and, and being able to do the live call-in session is get some uh, listener feedback. So, Travis, let's uh, let's take a call or two here before I move into some of the other topics. We also have an on-site correspondent lined up for our next segment, and we'll also uh, answer your email questions. If you can't call the show or don't want to call the show, uh, you can email your question or comment for our final segment, Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. That's Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. We have a record number of people who are on uh, on hold right now, but let me hit this. All right, we have a uh, record number of people who are on hold listening, and we invite those of you who are standing by to push one on your touchstone phone if you are interested in being part of the program. So now right, let's. We have a uh, record number of people who okay. are on hold listening, and oh, I see what just happened there. Who are... There we go. 
All right, so let's go to our first call of the uh, of the program and go to area code 313. You are on the air. Please state your name and the city you're calling from. Uh, my name is Grant, and I'm calling from Detroit. Hey, Grant. Thanks for calling. What have you got for us tonight? Um, It was a pretty uh, packed house. I was actually pretty shocked. It was, uh, it was more packed than it was uh, hell in a cell when it was here. Well, Cole, Cole made reference to it being a sellout, so I figured he probably wouldn't say that if it was uh, there were a ton of empty seats. So that's good. What'd you think? What, yeah. what are you calling about? What's your it question is? or comment? Um, uh, well, I was just, I don't know. I didn't hear the beginning of the show. I don't know if uh, did y'all go over the dark segments. We're, we're, you know what? Uh, we're going to talk to our on-site correspondent later. What we want now is questions or comments on the content of the show. Oh, okay. So, um, as far as the Roman Reigns part, what went? Uh, what did you you all think? Like, how did it, it come off? Because I was in the building. How did it come off on TV? As far as the crowd response for him and us. the whole seven event. Yeah, yeah, Greg. T- uh, tell us what it was like for you and what you thought of it. We we did talk about it at the opening before you were able to listen. Well, um, in in the building, he probably got like a 60-40 reaction. But uh, when he brought up the events, it was just a it was a whole lot of like oohs and ahs. People wasn't expecting him to go that far, especially when he walked back to Gorilla. So yeah. I mean, I think they did they did really well as trying to push him as that Austin type badass baby face. But I, the only thing that I'm nervous about is they pushing this. They keep advertising Brock Lesnar so that uh, to get people angry that he's not showing up. But I think they kind of might be setting themselves up to failure in front of that WrestleMania crowd where they might get both of them booed. Well, let, let me ask you, did they advertise Brock for this show in the local market? Yes. And that's when the yeah. sales really picked up because about a week or two ago, it was still a lot of tickets left. But as soon as they they advertised Rock last week to, to be there tonight, all the tickets start start flying out the door. And then you do another no show, it's kind of disappointed a few people. <laughs> Well, I, I, I saw uh, Brock Lesnar at the uh, Target Center Minneapolis house show last Friday, and they did not come close to selling out that building, even though Brock had been advertised heavily locally, and he's from here. Uh, so that's not good, but I do think the crowd was bigger because he was advertised, and I think that's just yeah. it's just terrible business for WWE, storyline or not, to advertise arguably their biggest star and build into a storyline that he, he isn't bothering to show up. That's not, uh, that's not good. What were you sweat? What, where, where are you on Roman Reigns coming into tonight? And did this segment tonight make you more or less likely to cheer or boo him? Um, it didn't, it didn't sway me, uh, and make me more likely to cheer. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I'm a fan of his in-ring work, but I, I mean, just, him as a character is kind of bland and don't really do it for me. Um, but yeah, as far as what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, like he definitely gave it his probably his front of his career a couple of weeks ago, but like tonight and coupled with that, it still, it ain't really swayed me to where I just, I'm dying to see him beat Brock. Like yeah. I'm just at the point kind of like where Todd Martin is at, like, I just wanted to get it over with so we could move on and get somebody else in the spotlight. All right, well, cool. Grant, uh, Grant, appreciate your call. I want to give time to other callers, too. Thanks for uh, calling from the building tonight or after the show. No problem, man. I was, I was the one that sent you the NXT uh, 
recap too for the house show that they had here recently. Awesome. Thank you for that too. That's always uh, tremendous. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Uh, PWTorch at PWTorch.com if you attend a live event and can send us results. PWTorch at PWTorch.com. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at PWTorchDailyCast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. Seven next. 517, thanks for calling. Uh, state your name in the city you're calling from first. Hey, wait, it's Jason from East Lansing. Hey, Jason, thanks for calling. What have you, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, first off, happy Rusev Day. Oh, of and, course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, leaving, uh, just leaving the event as well. Um, I, I shot you an email. I wasn't sure if you got it and have a recap. Oops, that's my fault. I just, I just clicked the wrong button, Jason. Uh, you, you said what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear all of the last caller, so I'm yeah. not sure what you covered. Well, we're doing the, the um, we're doing right. the on-site correspondent in segment number two, so this is just trying to get a conversation going about the content of the show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Do you want to call me back? Uh, we have a correspondent lined up already who's anticipating our call, but oh, okay. uh, but that doesn't mean you can't talk, but just talk about the show. We won't do the full review because that's in segment two, and we just line that up ahead of time and call people. Okay, no problem. Yeah. What, uh, what I really noticed... Um, Biggest things I would say was uh, the Roman promo was fantastic. Um, it did sway me as far as, and I thought a lot of the fans, I thought the last couple of weeks his promos have been more natural. I was wondering, though, and I don't know if you have any, um, it, the temporary suspension, does that have to do with some of the you know, potential positive testing or anything like that that's going on with Roman or some of the other stuff that's coming out? I don't know if you've heard anything with that. I mean, it's a logical thing to cross to have cross your mind, you know? I mean, Travis, you alluded to it in our opening talking segment, as opposed to our wrestling segment later, I guess. Uh, but, you know, th- I mean, that crossed my mind. I, I think this might have happened either way. Uh, but it is it is kind of weird okay. that they want to create this storyline of it's the, corp- the evil Vince McMahon Corporation against Roman Reigns. And, and so now we're going to suspend him to try to get, like, that Austin-Vince dynamic going. And, I, and it, co- it kind of is reminiscent of what people were thinking, well, maybe they want to write Roman off TV just in case. Um, and it, as I said earlier, too, I just, I don't, WWE wants to have things both ways. They want you to love WWE and the brand, but they want you to get really mad at Vince McMahon and love Roman because he's anti-WWE. It's like, you got to pick. Are you are you trying to get people to love the company or are you trying to get people to love the, rest, the lead babyface wrestlers? And they're trying to have it both ways, and I just think it offsets and confuses and muddy, muddles everything. 
That's yeah. That's one thing. Some of the, that's you've hinted on that. I agree. Make a decision and stick to it. You yeah. know, pick your path. You know, pick uh, your acting tactic, your objective, all that stuff. Um, the other, the other big point, just being in house. Um, yeah. It, that's a, it's the most fun I've had at Raw. I've been to a few of them. Um, Cena was just he knocked it out of the park. The crowd. Um, he had a ball with them and just, you know, taking the temperature of the crowd. They were having fun with the Let's Go Cena. Cena sucks, but it was in, I mean, they embraced everything that guy did. And when he took a sip of beer from the, the guy in the audience, because I was um, hard side camera, uh, like 14 rows up. Yeah. Dead center. And so we, you know, we had great seats, could see everything. And, um, I mean, it was just a really top to bottom. Uh, was there with a few friends and... We enjoyed the entire show. We thought it was a. I think it's one of the best draws in quite a while. I think Tommy Dreamer called his attorney because I think he he thinks he's got that copyrighted drinking a beer in the crowd. But um, yeah, I mean, it, Cena was is a man of the people now. You know, I mean, and that was quintessential Cena. I mean, it's like you might love it, you might hate it, but that's John Cena doing what John Cena does. And well, well, uh, Travis and I will analyze that at length later. Uh, uh, Jason, uh, any any closing comment you want, or should, can we get to some other calls? Uh, yeah, get to some others. Last thing I'll say is uh, Balor uh, Rollins. I leaned to my buddy. I said that was a la Savage Steamboat. That's how how good it felt to be there. Awesome. That, that's cool. Uh, you want to have that feeling when you go to a live show and say, I was there when. And that, that exactly. finish, I think, specifically means. Yeah, it was a hell of a finish. That, yeah, that was the other thing I was getting. Yeah, it was awesome. We, we, we really enjoyed it. So, yeah, let some other people jump in. Thanks, Jason. If our uh, on-site correspondent completely falls through, which doesn't really happen, but uh, maybe I'll uh, try to give you a call. Well, we'll delve more into the line. If it's Detroit Macho Man, I'm sure he's good. <laughs> it is. It, it actually isn't going to be. That's not the plan. But uh, um, he, he did email, too. But we're just trying to give everybody a chance. Anyway, thanks, Jason. <laughs> Sounds good, Wade. All right, cool. All right, let's go to uh, fi- uh, Oh wait, uh, yeah, 516 next. 516, please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, guys. This is Darnell from New York. Uh, who from New York? Darnell. Oh, Dar- Darnell? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and go and talk a little louder. I have trouble hearing you. You have a very soothing voice. That's it's nice. We can all take a deep breath and relax. <laughs> like everyone's like, hi. It's it's, and I'm not making fun of people. It's like I'm ranting and raving. Travis is doing his thing, and callers like I'm Jason, and and then we have, hi. I'm Darnell from New York. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, I just want to know what you guys thought about. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, and Sasha when she came out, when Sasha came out uh, and Bailey was with her. I love that she kind of came out as if she didn't want to be there. It kind of reminded me of like mm-hmm. a, a woman dra- dragging her husband somewhere that he doesn't want to be. I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that whole thing uh, between the two. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot went on. Go ahead, Travis. I was confused at the end. Did did Bailey like leave before the finish? No, she she left. She she left. She helped Sasha win by offsetting interference, and then had a look of okay, I did my duty as a friend, um, and now I'm going to leave. And then she didn't come back out for the save afterwards. And the announcer okay. pointed that out. I think I missed the the helping the inter, uh, offset the interference, which led to uh, uh, I looked up. Sasha was getting her hand raised and then beat up, and I'm looking around like, what, what the heck happened to Bailey? So, okay, still, that's a little, uh, that's, yeah. Isn't yeah. 
they're yeah, I, I, just personally, just creatively with some of these storylines, they're 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 doing the obvious thing story wise. I think where you just have to go, where you have to go, no need to swerve people just to swerve. Yeah, uh, but the direction they're going with some of their characters, especially the women, I'm just at an absolute loss. I, I the the Bailey Sasha thing. I mean, it, I don't know where this ends up. I mean. If if Bailey's gonna end up being the babyface, I don't know that sulking and being petulant about everything right. is a good setup for her to be the sympathetic character here. Uh, and Travis, I think you've expressed this before, but can can Bailey be an effective heel? Can they say we screwed her up so badly that we're just gonna try to actually flip her heel for a while before going back face? You know, in a year or two, because they think that there's some something more there than trying to keep. Making yeah. up for lost ground with her as a fan. N- n- I don't. Not in that way. Not in the hopes of in the oh, in a year or two, we'll we'll go back, baby. Like I don't think that's the approach you would take to a Bailey heel turn. Yeah. If you're going to go into a Bailey heel turn, it's got to be obviously to a, a much less extent, lesser extent. It's got to be NWO Hogan. You know, it's got to be complete character change. Hairstyle change, maybe a you know a hair color change, just a complete attitude change. Uh, that that it, that's the only way I'd buy Bailey as as a heel. Yeah, yeah. Now you can subscribe to our VIP podcast lineup within the Apple Podcast app using your Apple account. That's new as of March 2022. Just search PW Torch in your Apple Podcast app and you'll see the PW Torch Daily Cast logo show up. That's our free show that's been around forever. And also the PW Torch VIP Podcast logo. There is a free show every week, so subscribe even if you don't plan to go VIP and get a sample of our VIP tier programming. But if you click subscribe, then you'll become a VIP member instantly with a three-day free trial, after which your Apple account will be charged. So you don't need to take out your credit card, debit card, or go anywhere else. If you listen to our free shows... On Apple Podcasts, you are five seconds away from being a VIP member with a three-day free trial. So we invite you to check it out. That includes dozens of VIP shows throughout the week, including VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows and podcasts and daily casts. All those episodes are presented to VIP members with ads and plugs removed, along with VIP exclusives like our post-pay-per-view roundtables, the Wade Keller Hotline, The Fix with Todd and Wade, everything with Rich and Wade, and many other VIP exclusive shows just search PW Torch within the Apple Podcasts app. All right, let's uh, let's go to another call here. Seven one six, you're up next. Seven one six, state your name and where you're calling from. Hi, Wade. Uh, this is Lee from Buffalo. Hey, Lee. Thanks for calling. You're right in the middle. You're, oh, you're not over hyper, right. but you're not soothing, uh, okay. and so, so yeah, bringing us back up. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk uh, just briefly about the. Uh, the Nia Jax, um, Alexa Bliss segment after Nia's match. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought it was great because uh, there's a lot of pitfalls I think they could have fallen into during it. One, when I was watching it, the the camera and backstage, I had Wade Keller in my head saying, why is this camera there? Um, <laughs> but they explained it with yeah. a, you know, a, a pretty hokey, but you know at least had an explanation as to why it was there. Then secondly... They've been portraying Naya like this big woman is like this, I don't want to say crying baby, but she's been crying. I don't think they'd, they'd necessarily portray a big man in the same way. However, 
just the the way that the 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 way that she reacted had me like saying don't cr-, you know like I had something in me going don't cry don't cry like <laughs> you know get mad get mad and like all of a sudden like oh that's the point of wrestling like get me invested in how she's going to react and what she's going to do and they had me all in on that one I was extremely impressed I'm just wondering your thoughts. I'll, I'll start with a small critique, and then I'll, the rest will be praise. Uh, I, I wish that that Charlie had said, uh, "Your boom mic was on, and see that camera over there? Yeah, that's on too." Like I just wish he had said, "The camera's on too," because they pretended like the mic was on, but they never pointed out you've been filmed this whole time too. Small, little I think small. That's supposed to be obvious. I guess, but you, why? Why just say boom mic? You know, why not just because, say? Because we have those segments all the time where you see people backstage and you you don't hear them but you see them having a conversation and i think that's what alexa and and mickey assumed was happening who yeah. cares if if they're on camera if nobody if you can't hear the conversation it's just well it is a locker room it is a dressing room but yeah i i know i mean no and like i preface saying a small thing it was just a little thing sure, that would have cleaned sure. it up for me just that i would have liked to have seen alexa and i look or alexa and mickey look up at the camera and get wide-eyed and be like Oh crap! The red lights. But on. the only way they get wide out, yeah, okay, if the red light, yeah, but you don't not notice the red light for an en- entire four minute, yeah. um, you know, standing there, and I, I, presumably you you were you've been in there a lot longer than just the time that we that they cut to you. I, I so, know. I, well, I mean, not to get yeah. too in the weeds, but I think you yeah. could believe that they would be assuming the cameras are not on until Charlie comes in because WWE does their job and doesn't secretly film people in locker rooms unless they're told camera, you know, we're live. Totally. But but nevertheless, go ahead. Larger points to be made here because I did like the segment. Travis. Oh yeah, I did. I did not. Um, I see a lot of people that are, you know, that enjoyed it, and and, and that's fine. I didn't for a, 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 a variety of reasons. One, I don't. Again, it's a lot. It makes sense that I, I think I even said it. I, it probably was on the East Coast cast, but I thought. Nia, uh, Oscar goes to SmackDown and challenges Charlotte. That's going to be that. That makes a lot of sense. Now Nia Jax, I thought, would have that. I ran Oscar off. I beat her up so bad because they had her attack her like after a win or something or the next week. Like I don't know, and and just like hey, I ran her off. She I beat her so bad. She didn't want to be you know she didn't want to be on this show anymore. And Alexa Bliss is the one, and she goes after Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania, and and Alexa Bliss is the is the babyface because I don't I'm not cheering for I'm not going to cheer Nia Jax crybaby over like she's a giant woman compared to this tiny woman like that is not the uh, she's not the baby face in this situation especially the way the characters have been going like Nia's been on this role getting more confident almost beat the unbeatable Oscar. she's getting more cocky and I ran you off and now I'm going after we're going to finally have that dream match Miss Bliss that that you've been ducking me for six months and we're going to have it at Wrestlemania and Nia Jax takes the title off Alexa and she's the big dominant thing and 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 Rhonda eventually takes that title off of her, at, you know, sometime this fall after a feud with Charlotte. I had this whole thing mapped out. The fact that they didn't go in the direction I thought doesn't make me like it less. But they take they they take Nia Jax, who I really like, and turn her into two weeks in a row into kind of this blubbering, uh, 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 you know, oh she got she got 
she got her gusto and charged back and 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 tore some suitcases in half. That was just like a toddler, like. I just, I just wasn't. Oh, and then Mickey James, Piggy James, in here, uh, uh, did, per- participating mind. in this body shaming, fat shaming, bullying campaign of of Nia Jax. I, yes, I, I, I did not enjoy. Um, I did not enjoy this segment. Now, to me, Alexa Bliss is being framed as a jerk for. Picking on Nia Jax for her size. And everything about it is framed that way. And Nia Jax is a lot bigger than Mickey James was when Mickey James was curvy and called piggy. Nia Jax is a big woman. And so to me, that's different than going, <laughs> I mean, you know, God, uh, uh, Nora Greenwald, uh, Molly Holly, I mean, she got fat. And Mickey James, she got fat. So we need to fat shame these women so they all look like. You know, Michelle McCool. It's like that was offensive on a number of levels because of that. With an eye jack, she is genuinely a big woman. And so to and people like people like her get picked on by bullies all the time. And a lot and they're telling that story in WWE. It's so it's just in a hack, easy, obvious thing a uh, 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 story to do. It's just super. It's just easy. It's like, hey, well, we got to have this. Look at me and look at you. It's, I, I don't. I don't buy it. Yeah. I mean, I buy that 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 attitude obviously exists, and and that's a thing uh, people have to deal with. But it's just super heavy handed, and I don't trust them to do anything with any finesse, and they're not. Well, I I, I don't trust. Trying. I don't trust them before I do it. But if they do something better than they have in the past. And it's in front of my very eyes. I'm not going to say, well, I don't trust you to continue to do it. Like, I think you just judge it as you see it. If you're asked to predict, you're totally right to go based on their history. I do not. I, this is not going to go well. And you can still have that attitude. But I think having Alexa and Mickey be bullies, picking on Nia and having Nia seem vulnerable for this baggage that she carries around and she's vulnerable because of it. That I just think that taps into something a lot of movies and TV shows cover. And if they do it, I, I, I guess I just don't think they're doing a hack job. I think it's a legit storyline to tell. For the very reason you brought up, which is Nijax is giant and Alexa Bliss is undersized. So you have to create a reason for fans to be rooting for Alexa year, to get beat up. We spent a year with Nia being like this monster. She's the Braun Strowman of the women's division, beating people up. And, do, and now she's two weeks in a row. She's crying and super vulnerable in, in, a, in, a, in a way that's not... Uh, uh, you know uh, how you want your fighters and your and your tough guys and tough women. She's yeah. crying because somebody because she got teased. Just another quick reminder: pwtorch.com/govip coupon code March twenty three gets you six dollars off a VIP subscription this month. Go VIP here are post. Revolution Roundtable podcast, exclusively for VIP members. That membership will give you instant access to our post-Revolution pay-per-view roundtable that we recorded immediately after Revolution for VIP members, and that will also include our Night 1 and Night 2 post-event roundtables, plus everything in between. Our 18 years ago podcast, vintage insider news updates from me and the Torch team, and new Wade Keller hotlines with exclusive news and many other features. Full details at pwtorch.com slash govip, coupon code MARCH23. Gets you $6 off, 60% off a one-month sub, or $6 off a three-month or one-year sub. Okay. 
Okay, well, uh, uh, Lee, let me go back to you. What do you think of our discussion here, and, and where do you fall on it? Well, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> so that's why I started out by saying that I think there's a lot of pitfalls to this story. It can easily kind of uh, go into, you know, tropes, but for whatever reason, her her crying portion of this, you know, her her crying acting, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, is what brought it actually brought me into her character and what made me actually care that you know about her becoming this like this you know big tough monster. I wanted to do that now. So that that's I mean that's what I'm saying about that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, uh, Lee, any, anything else oh, you, want, you want to bring up? Nope. Nope. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate your input. Let's go next to Eric Code 803. Next, please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, this is this is Joseph in Columbia, South Carolina. Hey, Joseph. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I've got a quick comment and a quick question. Sure. Uh, I'm a little annoyed with Alexa's interactions with Asuka. Because it seems like every time she's talking to her on the mic, she goes for the hokey, you can't speak English correctly, even though her English is fairly, yeah. you know, intelligible for how long she's been here. Um, I just hate they're getting cheap heat on her like that. Yeah. Um, but question-wise, it's kind of beating a dead horse because I talked about it last week, but Asuka's going 50-50 with the Raw Women's Champion sidekick when she's going to face Charlotte, a very dominant female at WrestleMania. Why do they keep booking her like she can't contend? I just don't understand it. I just want to get you guys' takes on that. Thank you. Sure, yeah, uh, good topic. Um, I, it, a lot to – I think there's some pros and cons to how, how they did it. I think they're conscious uh, of what you're bringing up, Joseph, in the sense that Asuka was dominating and she kicked at Mickey. Mickey moved, and she hurt her ankle in the ring post. So they created kind of this this storyline reason, I guess, for why she wasn't able to just continue to dominate and win quickly. Now, granted, that was part of fair back and forth between wrestlers, and so it's not like – it was like cheating or, or something out of the realm of a match, but at least there was like Mickey's advantage came as a result of Asuka's dominance and aggressiveness and maybe just a little overzealousness at ringside, perhaps brought on by, by the mic work at a time. So that's, I think they're conscious of that and want there to be a reason. Also, Mickey James isn't, you know, a job. Yeah, like I, I think Mickey is at a level. Now, granted, it's she's been not portrayed as a top-level contender in, in, on television, but I think people see her as a, a credible opponent, and I, I think we'd have just as many people lamenting if, if Mickey got squashed by Asuka as there are people saying she needs to be more dominant going in against Charlotte. And and my final point, I'll throw to you, Travis, I, I think Asuka falls into the category that a lot of good workers fall into. Finn Balor, Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard. Uh, I mean, on, if they do a job, uh, if they lose, then... Um, or, or not even that. In Asuka's case, the bar is higher. Just like if she doesn't dominate and win decisively and one-sidedly, well, she's just we got to have her wrestle, and she can earn her credibility back through good moves and good wrestling. And so they they do kind of fall into that category. If she was more green, like Goldberg, and more limited, they, they wouldn't be doing this. So they are kind of taking advantage, for better or for worse, and it's mixed, you know, mixed results uh, of the fact that she can look dominant, but also have good matches and not everybody they give these kind of winning streaks to like Ryback or Goldberg can uh, Travis. Yeah. I'm, I don't like Alexis uh, coming at Oscar the way she does uh, again. It's just, it's the obvious thing to do. And also it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's so it's like, okay. We talk about WWE 
being so self-conscious that instead of doing having the Paul Heyman adage of hide the weakness, accent the strength, they are too insecure for that. So they're like, but everybody's thinking about it, so we have to bring it up. Mm-hmm. We have to get in front of this. It's just like, well, no. Again, it's 2018. Most of this, the audience watching has seen plenty of UFC fights, have seen plenty of boxing matches, have seen plenty of Olympic stuff where people don't speak English as their first language. Yeah. And the idea that that's shameful when most of the audience can barely speak their first language, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like. Stop it with the with the like we all understand what she's saying. We might have to lean in a little bit and 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 which is a good thing when you're cutting a promo uh, or you got to pay attention to what I'm saying. That's that's great. Um, And just yeah, just stop it with the with the the language stuff. What do you think of Oscar's inflection and 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 compared to let me finish my question because compared to NXT. Um, because I, I think she's being produced differently than at the end of NXT, where I think she had a little more kind of a little more dignity and gravitas, and now it's a little kind of spazzy and, and over the top, and I don't think it's serving her. Like random, like yelps and yeah. kind of just and just screeching, growls? like screeching. She doesn't need to screech. No, not at all, not yeah. at all. As far as the uh, even even Steven uh, booking again, like like you said, Mickey James is is Mickey James. She is a. Uh, you know, six-time women's champion. You know, uh, a lot of things. She's a good worker. Uh, I, I didn't even think of the built-in excuse with the foot. Like, yeah, but it's it's a match. She's not going to. She shouldn't just completely and utterly dominate every person she's in the ring with. That would not be. That's then we'd be getting calls calls of a different type. Yes, yes. So you really, you really, WWE in a lot of ways can't win, no matter what they do. Um, but this is, yeah, I don't think that's uh, that's an issue. That's not Alicia Fox. It's not uh, uh, ravishing Lana or something like that. It's right, it's, right. It's Mickey James, man. Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, so yeah. All right. I apologize to calls we didn't get to. I was trying to get through them a little quicker. Uh, doing doing my best. So I'll get back in the. The rhythm of that, but we have a uh, on-site correspondent who is awaiting our call, and it's it's approaching midnight out uh, out in Detroit. So we have to wrap up the uh, live caller portion of the program and the live stream here. I appreciate those of you who called in, and if you uh, didn't get through, call tomorrow and let's talk some SmackDown and or just uh, give us a call next week after Raw. Uh, thank you, uh, Travis. We will uh, be by right after this uh, commercial with our on-site correspondent. One way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five-star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much.
Bear Back. And we're now joined by Ashley M., who attended Raw tonight in Detroit. Ashley, thanks for letting us know you'd be at the show. And uh, it's good to have a female voice on the program. And we look forward to your perspective on attending the show tonight. Uh, let's start off just by asking if uh, what, what the, uh, the attendance was like and if you have been to other shows in that venue before and how it compared. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. Um, I, this is my first time actually in Detroit because I'm from Virginia. Yeah. Um, but I made a little road trip over the weekend. Um, but I would say the attendance was pretty great. I would say about 90% full. Everything except for some of the very upper deck was, you know, pretty much full. There's like a few sporadic seat, seats here and there. But other than that, it was pretty full. And how would you rate the enthusiasm of the crowd? Were, were they very into the product start to finish? Did they kind of go up and down for certain segments? Um, I would say right from the very beginning, it was a super hot crowd. Um, I think once we realized Brock Lesnar wasn't going to be there, that kind of like angered some people. <laughs> but even through the end, it, it got a little slow during um, the Mickey James and Oscar match. Um, I don't know if you guys heard like some CM Punk chants yeah. and all that stuff. But... Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, actually, what were you saying? <laughs> yeah. CM Punk chants and what? Um, Rusev Day. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was a little uh, – Mickey started to play into it a little bit and then kind of just went back to the match, and I think it's probably good to not sell it um, when you're doing something yeah, and somebody yeah. interrupts to try to derail things. You just no-sell it and, and keep going, I guess. Um, and, but, yeah, it, I felt like that match deserved that, – that match did not deserve those chants, but it seemed like fans were just sort of waiting to, waiting to do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I was I was super disappointed when I started hearing like the Rusev Day is fine, you know, whatever. But like CM Punk, like I mean, I miss CM Punk myself, but just I, I just kind of feel like it's a little disrespectful because they were put on a pretty decent match. Like it wasn't like it was a boring match, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, Travis, what have you got for Ashley? Yeah, actually, um, I was it was contain, uh, pertaining to D- Detroit specific, uh, and if you been in been to the joe and how things were at this new arena uh but you said you're from virginia uh so that, that kind of throws that off um yeah yeah just uh well, oh just that's it's an easy one who had the who had the best reaction uh positive uh and negative who had the biggest pop biggest booze oh i would definitely say braun Strowman. Um, definitely Strowman. Um, Cena, once he started working the crowd and like when he actually went in the crowd, you know, and drank that beer with the fan, yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty big pop. And he started winning some people over there. And, you know, of course, obviously with the Undertaker, uh, mentioned, but I would definitely say Braun Strowman was definitely by far the star of the night. Who was the over, most over heel? Who got the most negative, uh, reaction? Not including Roman Reigns if, if he got some booze. <laughs> yeah. Pure. <laughs> right, right. Um, Gosh, that's hard. I I would probably say Miz. Um, yeah. he, he definitely got like a pop when you first came out. I think that's just like a respect thing. But towards the end, he, I guess he would be the highest booed heel. But honestly, like I, no one really stuck out to me. Um, a lot of people booed Elias when he didn't even sing or do anything because that was the only time we saw him. And I think everyone wanted to like you know play along with it. But he got some booze there. But other than that, I guess I would go with Miz. What was the uh, well? Actually, let me let me ask this as a, a preamble to it. Uh, were th- were they advertising Brock Lesnar up until the day of the show? As far as you saw, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just... even on Twitter because I was following it throughout the day. Like, cause that was one of the main reasons I came out to to Detroit after last night's show. 
because I was at Fastlane as well. Um, so that was like a big draw for me personally, um, seeing him. And then because they had said that Ronda Rousey was going to be on every Raw up yeah. until WrestleMania, and then she wasn't there obviously at all. Like when they had that like up next, like Ronda Rousey, I guess they intended just to be like up next their video package for her, but we all assumed like she would be coming out, and especially like after the end of the package, we were like, okay, you know, just waiting for her music, but. Nothing. So yeah, I, was, it, I was really, really disappointed with that. If they're trying to get Roman Reigns over by saying Brock Lesnar won't show up when advertised, and did did they overtly advertise Ronda, or just are you just kind of referring to references that she'd be here? Like, did they actually like put her on the billboard in the advertising? She was on one of the billboards outside because um, earlier I got in the Detroit area, maybe around three. Yeah. Um, and I went to the box office to get my ticket, and they had she wasn't on the the big screen outside of the arena, but once you got in there, they had like multiple like smaller TVs, and she was one of on one of like the, the screens like right to the side. It was just her picture on it. And the way that they advertised Brock, know. did they also advertise Ronda that way? Like show up. And uh, at the arena and see Raw and see Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey, like were they both mentioned or was Brock more overtly advertised? I, I'm just trying to clarify that. No, it was, yeah, it was definitely more so Brock than Ronda. Yeah. Um, I guess me too, just assuming by, you know, going off what they said that she would be on every Raw up until WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> that no. was like between her, Brock, and the possibility of Undertaker, which I know that was more far-fetched than the other two, but... Just a possibility, and then none of them showing up. It was just kind of like a kind of a letdown. Well, definitely a letdown, actually. Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! of the Cena promo when he got back in the ring and did his you know Ooh, I'm not supposed they're going to get mad at me in the back uh, and started talking <laughs> specifically about and to the Undertaker did the crowd stay with him uh, uh, through that as, as were they as enthusiastic through the through the Undertaker and I guess the second half of his promo to the end um, as they were when he was you know, leading chance and, and, and sipping beer. Because he lost me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering how to. Yeah. Um, when he, around the, the part of the promo when he started talking about Undertaker, you know, still being healthy enough to post videos on his wife's Instagram, that got a really big, like, ooh, from the <laughs> audience. So yeah. I think that's kind of like when he won them over just because it was like, oh, I can't believe he said that type thing. <laughs> But, yeah, I think he, he started winning them over in a sense. Um, I don't know. It was kind of weird because it's not like the crowd was booing The Undertaker or looking at him in a negative aspect. It was just, like, kind of, like, just different. It was it was kind of weird. When, when Roman was cutting, uh, doing his interview, his segment at the top of the show, and started bad-mouthing 
Brock Lesnar and then talking about how, you know, Lesnar is Vince's guy and, and I'll, did, were, did, did the crowd favor, like, did their enthusiasm for him increase the more he talked? And that's it, maybe 60-40 reaction, uh, got more 80-20 and 90-10. Like, what was your take on the crowd? And then what was your personal take on, on what he had to say this week? Um, I would say with the crowd, because the second his music hit, it was just, like, a ton of booze. I mean, you had, like, a few kids, you know, obviously cheering him. But it was primarily booze for him. Um, I don't, I don't think that really changed. I think the crowd just got even more upset when we were told that Brock Lesnar wasn't going to be there again. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think that necessarily obviously is in Roman's fault, but I don't, I, I just think it's at the point where, okay, just, just stop. Like it's not helping Roman at all. Like, I don't know. I guess just the bait and switch with Brock Lesnar, he's going to be here next week and then he's not here next week. Like the first time is okay, fine, whatever. But just how many times are you going to do it now? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, it's but, bad. I think it's bad policy. I'm going to talk to Bruce Mitchell on the VIP audio this week. Cause he'll, he'll be able to recall uh, if a promotion has ever as blatantly advertised a top name to sell tickets and then intentionally had them no show as part of a storyline to get heat on the heel and, and make, and get the baby face over. I mean, it's, I, I it just, it's, it, I, I'm, surprised that they're like when i asked are they advertising him to the day of the show it's like if they advertised him and then two weeks ago they found out oh we used up his dates he won't cooperate we can't negotiate and they stopped advertising him you can give them maybe a mulligan uh but advertising Mm -hmm. him up until the final couple days or hours leading up to the show and then it's just a storyline i mean come on right right because i um like i said i was definitely looking forward to seeing brock lesnar i wouldn't say i'm like a, a huge fan of his but just you know him being Brock Lesnar, and then like I love Paul Heyman. I just think he's he's phenomenal. But it's just it's just a, a big letdown. Like I don't I don't know if it is like a date thing or what. But yeah, like you said, if if you know you're running low on dates or whatever the situation is, just just don't just have Roman. You know, like do video packages on Roman, like showing him preparing for his match, like working out. You know, in the gym and like doing stuff outside of you know the arena, just preparing for the match that way. Like just stop with the bait and switch because it really angered a lot of people like a few people in my section left once they heard Brock Lesnar wasn't going to be there wow, wow. that's that's interesting it's really interesting it's with three hours of a show left uh, pretty much exactly yeah. yeah exactly I will say that a lot of people popped when we saw Roman Reigns go backstage and we saw Vince and it was kind of weird seeing Shane um but when we saw Vince that kind of saved that moment just because you, you don't expect to see events i mean you're i guess the people you know you listen to like your podcast and stuff like that you know kind of more insider fans like they know he's always there but a lot of like just casual fans I, I actually don't really did. think of him being there yeah i didn't know shane was okay. right next to vince uh during uh Raw's I, I assume i don't uh, think i don't think he is and i think they did that to make it seem like it's more oh, of a okay. shoot brother yeah, yeah yeah that's my take on it but well, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, any? Where did you get there in time to see any matches before Raw went live? And was there a match after the uh, taking battle Royal and Braun when it, the show went off the air? Yeah, yeah. I got there pretty early. Um, it was Goldust versus Kurt Hawkins. All right. Um, they had a pretty decent match. Um, I think that was actually for a main event, which I honestly didn't even realize they were still running as a show. But they, they tape it for main event, but the show doesn't exist. It's a weird thing. <laughs> That's how I feel. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they had that match, and then they had oh, a few of the cruiser guys. It was Jack Gallagher, 
Oh man, um, the Tazawa guy, TJP, and I forget. Oh, um, Hideo Tommy. They had a tag match. You know, and then that was the last show before Raw started. When you just like said, "Oh, it was Goldust versus Kurt Hawkins," I'm like, "Oh wow, she took you know she's got it together. She was there early. She took notes, <laughs> you know." Because so many people are like, "It was like that guy." Yeah, no, well, so then because some people say like Goldust versus I don't know who is that? Oh, they struggle. Oh, is uh, that job? Uh, and they didn't. And I'm like, "All right, she's got it." And then we get to the second match. Yeah, and it's like, God. Ah, Gallagher and yeah, Tozawa I mean, guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I just, I, I don't really follow the cruiserweights, man. I, it's yeah. just nothing against them. I mean, they're you know phenomenal athletes and all that, but it's just, just one of those things. <laughs> Do you, well, apparently, <laughs> it's and, like, I mean, Kurt Hawkins, like with his losing record. I mean, how could you not know him? You know. <laughs> apparently, two hundred five is is a show to watch now. I, I haven't seen. Uh, 205 probably since you know Enzo Enzo's fourth week fifth week on that show yeah. so it's been a while uh, but apparently the last six weeks have been just really kick ass and Mustafa Ali is uh, is the guy to keep an eye on go to uh, watch watch the promo Mustafa Ali cut a week or two ago where he's like sitting outside and just he just cut like this three minute uh, promo and if Maybe that'll get you because that got me interested. I'll, I'm definitely going to check it out tomorrow. Um, oh, so nice. you can see yeah, if that. Yeah, well, uh, let, let me let me sneak in a plug too because Zach Hadorn, who was a guest on last week's show, who covers 205 Live for PWTorch.com, wrote a column called "Artistry of Wrestling." He does a weekly column and he just takes one thing and just dissects it and shines a spotlight on on the artistry of of that that kind of the performance aspect of wrestling and he that promo was the subject of his column this weekend oh, so cool. um go check out pwtorch.com there's a lot of good stuff there every day everybody check it out mm-hmm. uh, a lot of good talented writers and some cool flashbacks and house show reports and all kinds of good stuff so pwtorch.com check it out and uh especially zach adorn's column because he does a, a great job covering 205 live and it is a it's such a different show right now than when enzo was around i mean it's just they just flipped a switch and just changed direction and it's fascinating um uh, to see, you know, and some people don't want watch a couple good long matches. They'd rather see Enzo talking. But I think uh, the, the critical praise so far is, is pretty telling. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? PWTorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown. And my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop. Visit us throughout the day, every day, to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. All right, Ashley, was there uh, a dark match or anything that happened after Raw went off the air? The last thing we saw was, was Braun at the end of the Battle Royal. Um, no, there was not. Um, it actually finished a few minutes well, uh early for raw at least they yeah. finished at like 1101 1102ish um i don't know how much you guys saw of braun Strowman, but after the match he pretty much like destroyed the revival some more mm-hmm. um just put one of them through the announce table and then it was kind of funny like after he like slammed them onto the announce table he just like hit the table off and just like pushed it down to the floor so that was pretty funny but other than that that was it I don't. What's the if 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 he won, he got the big baby's face pop. He gets to pose. Everybody's, you know, beat. Why does he need to? Why do those guys have or one guy have to take that bump? Why is that a bump checked off his bump card for 
no cameras, just for that live audience that got to see the good guy, the guy they like, prevail at the end. <laughs> it's not like point. Braun got beat down. Cameras off, oh, let him slam the folks. Uh, slam a guy through a table, get a pop, and send him home happy. <laughs> Why do that to, you know, one of the fake-ass Arn Andersons? Like, that's just... <laughs> And I don't even, you know, like those guys. But why? Uh, why do that? It seems it's so extra uh, unnecessary. Maybe because Brock Lesnar didn't, wasn't there, and they wanted to give fans an exclamation mark at the end to keep them happy, especially right. when there's no dark match. Did they advertise uh, a match that did not take place, a main event to help sell tickets? Um, honestly, I'm not sure about that part. Um, I'm I'm not sure Remember if they did. From Virginia, I don't so think so. How much? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, did did you relocate a while ago from Virginia, and you're just visiting, or or are you now in Detroit? No, no, no. I actually um, just made like a little road mini, trip. I guess you could call it mini, yeah, road trip. Yeah, because I was hoping. So I went to Fastlane last night in Ohio, and I was hoping, you know, because I was That's right, yeah. uh, just expecting Undertaker to show up, because I figured, you know, it's within a month, so it's like an hour and ever type thing. So and then I realized how kind of close Raw was. I was like, okay, well, I can go, you know, take a little three-hour drive, and then see Ronda and Brock, and maybe Undertaker will be there. So I'll take zero for three. <laughs> zero just, three. You know what? Actually, actually, what you need to do is you need to write fan services at WWE, and just, and they're, you know, somebody there's listening to this probably, but write them. I want to, I want to see if they write back to you. I mean, tell them would, what, yeah. what you did and why you went. You said Ronda's going to be on every Raw. You advertised Brock. I took a road trip to see them, and you voluntarily, to the best of my understanding, because this appears to be a storyline, you didn't apologize mm-hmm. to us in the building. Uh, you didn't notify us uh, that, oh, well, you know, due to contractual problems or sickness or travel, Brock won't be here, uh, and that'll be addressed during the show. Like, nothing like that. They used to put signs up outside buildings when major names who were advertised to help sell tickets didn't make it, and they offered refunds. And I would be curious if they would address that with you, especially because you didn't just drive 20 minutes to the building. Not that, not that yeah, that's no, not enough. 20-minute drive for some people is a big deal, too, but especially you. Yeah, no, and it, it's funny because on the way home, because I was, I was a little irritated because I guess I figured after the Battle Royal for the tag team, when I saw they finished that at, like, right at 11, I was like, okay, well, sometimes they go 10, 15 yeah. minutes over. So I was, we were kind of expecting Ronda to just, like, make like pop out and do something really quick. But once that happened and um, they were thanking us for coming out tonight and, like, the lights came up and they started immediately taking the ring down, I was like, Wow, that like that kind of sucks. Like I really do want to write a letter. Like I've never really been that type of person, but like I I kind of feel offended. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. turned my cuz I could have just gone home today and not gone to roll. So it it turns my but 6-hour trip into well, like a 9-hour driving trip back tomorrow, so Now Wade, you have to ask yeah. the the uh ticket cost <laughs> right. question. Yeah. What did you pay for your ticket tonight and are you happy with the uh price that you paid? For the experience oh, yeah, so tonight I paid $60, um, and I was kind of in, like, the lower bowl area. Um, so, yeah, I was I was pretty happy because I was kind of taking the risk, too, by just getting the tickets at the box office. I called them before I drove up here, but, yeah, by the time I got there, they only had, like, a few in my section left and then a few, like, at the very, very top. But, yeah, I was definitely happy with it. I mean, I was expecting more, obviously, but, you know, it was it was definitely a pretty entertaining show. Uh, was there anything else uh, from your observations at Raw tonight in particular that, that jumps out to you that would be worth sharing uh, to our listeners for being in the building? Um, 
Yeah, when Vince was talking backstage after yeah. him and Roman supposedly had a meeting in his office, we couldn't really hear everything that he was saying. So I don't, I don't even know if you guys could hear it on TV, but the crowd started chanting, we can't hear you. Because I don't know, it sounded like he was kind of mumbling or maybe it just wasn't mic'd well, at least for us in the arena. But we couldn't hear hardly anything at all. Like we were just picking up like bits and pieces and then like, you know, putting it together. But well, it's a good yeah, thing because it, it was not... It's a good thing because Vince said, these people in this building are suckers that came to see Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar, and they don't get them, and I love it. Ah. Right. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> um, and I did have a quick question for you guys. Um, I'm not sure if I missed it, but I, I know Braun Strowman said he was going to make his own path for WrestleMania and all that, but how did he end up in the tag team battle royal, and do we know what he's going to do now? He showed up. He, did, he just he walked into the ring and to, everybody looked at him. All the tag teams looked at him like, "What are you doing here?" Right. And he yelled at the ref. That, that, so what you saw is, is what happened. And didn't set it up any kind of any kind of way. Well, with the backstage okay. promo with the words on the screen, they did. You, yes, we we did get the words on the the big. See, that was for you guys. So in well. case it it, it went out, Wade, it's practical. It's basically captions. <laughs> yeah, it's closed captions. Don't even get started. Uh, yeah, I, the announce, actually, the announcers uh, on commentary just kind of argued and debated with each other whether Braun should be allowed to be the guy who who want be in the match because it's a tag team match and and you know everybody right. just took their own side and then well does this mean he'll he'll take on the bar and uh, Graves told Cole yeah why don't you explain the rules to Braun yourself if you got an issue with it. And uh, I think Coach was the one who said Angle's got some work to do between now and next Monday to figure this out. So they're just selling it as, yeah, Braun kind of okay. invited himself into the match. Now, I didn't know. <laughs> you know, I know it's an, like an open – I wish they would have established, you know, the bar should go, yeah, any tag team, anybody. Yeah, we invite anybody. If you think you can beat us at WrestleMania, it's an open invitation battle royal. All comers. Like, I wish they would have – because that would have at least kind of laid the groundwork a little bit more. Not that it mattered that much, because, you know, Braun defying the rules is part of, you know, his shtick. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Don't forget, we have regular podcasts throughout the week on our other feed, the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast feed. It's our Blue Logo show, and it's free. Just search Wade Keller in your podcast app and click subscribe. And you can get our main flagships, our mailbags, our interviews, our pay-per-view preview shows, and some fascinating flashback episodes throughout the week. Just search Wade Keller in your podcast app and be sure you're subscribing to the Blue Logo Show in addition to this, the Red Logo Show. Before, so I'll have I have one last thing. Um, I'll just get out in this segment before we go to, to the next one. I think what they're setting up with Braun, I've called it for about three or four weeks now when it was clear that he wasn't going to have a a, a, a a featured singles match. He's going to enter the Andre Battle Royal, and he's going to eliminate every single person in that match. That's going to be, like, the big deal because you go, wow, Braun Strowman in the, in the you know, he's, you know, Brizango and, and, and Kurt Hawkins and those guys, and that's his Tazawa guy might be in there. But, <laughs> but, but, if he, but if he literally throws 19 other guys, or however many guys, I assume it's a 20-man, if he throws 19 other guys out single-handedly, he gets every elimination that's a and, and that trophy and gets to parade it around. That's a that's a big deal. That's a huge, I think, WrestleMania moment. Uh, I, I still think there's a chance he takes on the bar, Travis. 
I don't. I think next week Kurt will go because, uh, uh, like they said, Kurt's got some work to do. He goes, oh. Braun, uh, your uh, your path to WrestleMania is this. You're the first person entered in the uh, Andre Battle Royal. Yeah, <laughs> and which 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 makes Brizango and Atizawa guy that goes, yeah, I want to be in this too. Makes them kind of seem, you know, when you go, Braun's the first. Usually that's a guy you say for last. Oh yeah, and Braun's in it. You know, the day the week before the go home show or two weeks before WrestleMania, and everybody's like, crap. Uh, so so him getting in first will make everybody else go like, are you sure? Do I have to be in that match? Uh, yeah, but I think Braun win, beats everybody in that in the Andre Battle Royal. I wouldn't be surprised uh, uh, to take an alternate path. You might be right, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kurt goes, well, Braun, uh, I've thought about this all week. He was all nervous. You know, I thought about this all week, and you, know, you did win that match, and I mean, everybody in that match, they're all losers, and you know, the bar did beat all of them already, and uh, I think you do deserve a big match at WrestleMania, but I have to insist you pick a partner. And then, you know, part of the mystery is, you know, is, is who does he pick? And then, you know, it ends up being like Kurt Hawkins or maybe the Tazawa guy. Um, <laughs> that's what Braun should say. Uh, when Kurt goes, you have to have a partner. And Braun's like, I don't want a partner. And Kurt's like, you need one? It's a tag team match. It's regulations. I, it's not my call. All right, uh, that Tazawa guy. <laughs> that'll be that'll be it. Exactly. Then we'll then we'll know they actually absolutely listen to this episode. Or nobody know they absolutely. people maybe Tazawa's just known as the Tazawa guy. The maybe Tazawa that's guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not just Ashley. <laughs> Uh, oh, I was going to say something. Uh, Travis, are you just trolling me by calling them Brizango? Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, right. It was, it was to, to, to make you feel some kind of way with I just wanted to jump about... in and go, it's Brizango, it's Brizango. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, uh, Ashley, since you did go to Fastlane, uh, not, not to do 20 minutes on it, but uh, how did the two experiences compare, and, and do you have any uh, kind of takeaways from, from being at the Sunday show and how it compared to being at Raw from a fan experience in the building? Yeah, um, I was actually – kind of like pleasantly surprised with Fastlane. I didn't expect much from it, but I, you know, I expect, it was, I guess I, my expectations weren't too, too high since it was, you know, just kind of a throwaway pay-per-view. At least that's what a lot of people were saying or expecting it to be, but I was pleasantly surprised with that. And definitely the most exciting part of that night was when Oscar showed up because no one was expecting it at all. Um, well, I guess like the majority of like the casual fans that were there. So that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, and then AJ was super, super over. Everyone loved him. Um, but it was it was a pretty decent show. I'm kind of curious to see what they do with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Shane McMahon now. But, yeah, it was, it was definitely a pretty good show. I, I was I was happy with it. I really wish AJ pinned Cena and got his win back from just losing clean two weeks ago. If he got the pin Cena in that match, I think it makes it worth it. But he didn't. Uh, yeah, good, good oh, point. Perfect. Good point. Well, actually, I don't want to keep you any longer. I appreciate uh, all your uh, sharing of your experiences the last two nights, and, and I'm, I apologize on behalf of WWE for their uh, blatant <laughs> false advertising and, and misleading the, uh, pay, the hardworking paying customers. Oh, I want to ask, do you think that if, if Roman Reigns lost, lost his job that he wouldn't be able to feed his kids? Right, right, right. I, I was just, I was like, really, man? Come on. That's, that's come I'm, on. I'm kind of dwelling on it, but come on, Roman. Let's stop this. Look, it didn't work for Latrell Screwell. It doesn't work for everybody else. Once you earn a million dollars in one year, you don't get to say that anymore, especially when you're trying to push yourself as the man of the people, unlike Brock Lesnar. Was so. that the number, weight? a million bucks? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. If you earn $900,000, you can still say my kids are going to starve because I lost my job. But million, that's the cutoff point. we got to pick a number. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> and you know what? The Wait, other thing, I, did, I did. Actually, one other thing, I, just in case you are talking about a different topic. Uh, there's another option. If you lose your job with WWE, instead of your kids starving, you know what you can do? Go get another job. You're a fit <laughs> male a human being in your 30s who's healthy. You can go apply for a job building furniture, drive, whatever. Just you, you don't – your kids do Where's not need to get start. Furniture building skills from wait, He's on the road 287 that was, days. That was his previous job. Oh. <laughs> he was in a family business building furniture before he had the epiphany that maybe wrestling would be where he could make more money. I'm, I'm not kidding. That was like – that's his life story. So, yeah, no. I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm recalling. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, it's seriously just, and and that's what I just the judgment sometimes with him. It just anyway. Actually, yeah, you were gonna say it before I rudely interrupted. <laughs> no, no, you're totally fine. I did notice um, when he was, you know, going on his little rant when and he said he's on the road the majority of the year. <laughs> I thought it was kind of interesting and funny that he didn't say he's on the road four days out of the week like he did that <laughs> one time or like Thursday through Sunday or something. He just said the majority of the year. Yeah. So I just thought that was like a. Yeah, they're con- they're definitely consci- conscious uh, of that stuff. Well, yeah, and then they—it's they, 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 they back to Wade's. They want their cake and eat it too. They want ev- want people to know in certain terms that they're always there, always. But you know, we're we're humans. We like our we 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 treat our independent contractors great. They get to spend two days out of seven at home with their family and and raising their kids. Yeah. All right. Ashley, thanks so much. Next time you attend a show, let us know. I definitely will. Thank you so much, Ray. Excellent. Thank you. Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PWTorch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. So much more to talk about on tonight's show. I know, I, Travis. What rants do you have left in, in that we didn't get to with our callers and on-site correspondents? See, uh, it's just topics. Don't go into the rants yet because I want to pick out an email. Hopefully, that covers some of them. Oh, or did we cover everything? Well, we can just go into emails if you don't remember. Sure. No, no, no. I was about to, and then you. Oh, said, well, I, yeah. you need to be faster. Um, uh, you, you don't get three seconds. You get two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, actually I think we we did the women's stuff. Like I think everything all the women's segments were were left a, a lot to be desired uh from the 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 the, the segment the talky segment with Oscar and, and Mickey and and uh and, and Alexa to the backstage stuff. Oh, so that's right. Yeah. It was just yeah. And then the scene the second half promo and then uh and then my thing about about Braun, I think he'll throw everybody out. Those were the those were the three things I wanted to hit. And I did. All right. yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's go to the emails. And John M, VIP member from Ripon, California, says, "Hey, Wayne and Travis, WWE's been doing a lot of heel versus heel and face versus face matches lately, and it's apparent their philosophy is just to have stars, and they don't really care about heels and faces. 
unless it's convenient. However, I think this is hurting the crowd response. It's not helping. Too many of these matches have zero crowd reactions. The Valor Rollins match seemed to have no crowd reaction until the finish, and they would have reacted to whoever won. These are probably the two most popular guys on Raw. Nobody wants to see them fight. I get it's part of the story they're telling for Mania, but I don't understand why they do this so often. And one last thing. Roman calling Brock Vince's boy was probably the funniest thing I've heard on TV since Seinfeld went off the air. Have a good night. Um, <laughs> you're, not, you're not watching a lot of TV then. <laughs> There's some, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. What, what are your uh, top three shows that you're laughing at these days, Travis? Um, the, the number one show, uh, if you're not watching Atlanta, and it really isn't for everybody, but Atlanta is the best show on television right now it is a 40 minute a week dark comedy i wouldn't even call it a sitcom because it is no it is not like the situations that you know situation comedy it is not like the situations uh uh the mainstream audience <laughs> uh, are, it is a phenomenal show but and then you know i've got my mainstream you know big bang theory is great that's always just you know pretty funny and uh and something else but atlanta is top notch everything writing acting ideas situations that they put these characters in it is a phenomenal show it is on fx watch this show (laughs) seriously are you uh have you are you a schitt's creek guy i am not i've heard you talk about it and then and Corey as well for three years so good and uh, yeah, it's and I like Eugene Levy, and yeah, yeah I just haven't uh, haven't given it a chance. Uh, give it a chance. Watch it tonight. Um, and uh, how about high maintenance? Never even heard of that. I don't think it's, it's about a New York City uh, marijuana dealer, and it just focuses on a different customer or customers each episode with him kind of weaving into their lives. It's it's actually really good. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, yeah. So all right. So we just. Bruce was like, you know, it's like you can't talk about Seinfeld way. There's people who haven't heard of it. I'm like, that doesn't that that's not a rule. But um, I, I still can refer to George Costanza as a cultural, you know, cultural references and be fine. But um, we are keeping up on some other shows too here. All right. So yeah, Vince, uh, the whole Vince's boy thing. I'm glad other people picked up on that. All right. So uh, Balor Rollins and face and heel. I mean, yeah, I I totally agree with John. Absolutely. I've, yeah, I mean they have a, they have a WWE as a company main roster. Let me be very specific. Main roster WWE has a heel problem, and they've had one for a long time, and it's just become it's getting a spotlight shine because it's WrestleMania. All the so many matchups we are. We we have to we have to pick. Even with uh, even with like uh, Nia Jackson, Alexa Bliss, you know, for until really tonight or maybe last week when she made made her cry, you know, it was like these are just two heels that are eventually going to somebody's going to turn or or whatever. But it's they have a heel problem. They and and it's worse because we see more babyface babyface matchups, and it's because they don't have a lot of dynamic heels up and down the card. Uh, we also have uh, an email from Stephen M. who says, uh, "Way they're listening to you." Cole said, and I quote: "Cesaro now in retreat through the WWE fans." He didn't enter the WWE universe from climbing the barricade this time. I hope you caught that too. I did catch it. I put it in my report on pwtorch.com. And said, I- I'm assuming Michael Cole will get fined. 
um, because that is, uh, uh, I mean, whether it's defiance of the Orwellian corporate speak that WWE employs, or if it was a mistake, either way, uh, I think he's going to be in big trouble there. I mean, they're not that even, I mean, it was so awkward when Vince McMahon said uh, WWE universe uh, in, in when he was talking to, to, uh, to Roman, I'm trying to think of, of the exact context um, when, when he said that, but yeah. Oh yeah. He goes uh, regarding Brock Lesnar. Does he respect the WWE universe? Probably not. Uh, it just, nobody talks that way. Like that's even Vince. I mean, I guess if anyone would talk that way, it'd be Vince, but it just doesn't sound natural coming from him. So I was happy. <laughs> well, you should have said Brock Lesnar's a transcendent talent and special uh, <laughs> treatment. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. I almost did a Vince talk. cackle at your line there. That was in, inadvertent, but appropriate and ironic. All right. Um, no, I, I, a good point. Oh, again, I'm glad you also noticed. All right. Uh, uh, Christian says, why was Shane McMahon showing on screen next to Vince in the opening segment? Is the kayfabe aspect of in the kayfabe aspect of it? Why would Shane, who's supposed to run SmackDown Live, be helping out produce a segment supposedly on the competition Raw? It doesn't make any sense to me. Keep up the good work. Really enjoying your podcast. Thank you, Christian. I, I that's why I just it makes no sense. So I think it's one of those things where someone said, "Hey, we should have Shane there because then it'll seem like they weren't expecting the cameras there because it goes against the storyline to have him there. Because otherwise, why have him there? In like." If you want to protect kayfabe, even if he would normally be there, which I don't believe is the case, maybe he hangs out there sometimes. I haven't heard that's the case. But then leave, just leave Doing for that what? segment. Adding to the product? Or learning. Watching and learning. Because he's... It's bring your son to not, work day. Not had enough time to... <laughs> it's yeah. bring your son to work day today. <laughs> <laughs> that and take a nap day, I, I saw on Twitter. Um, all right. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. All right, let's go to the next question. Uh, Mitch says, I want to start by saying I'm not a fan of Roman. Mitch is from Milwaukee, by the way. I don't like the fact that WWE is insinuating the intelligence of their fans with a continued false advertising of Brock only in an attempt to get over a guy that's continually rejected. My question is, what happens after Mania? There's no other part-timers you you can accuse of not caring in order to turn fans towards Roman. Who could they possibly book his first title defense against that won't find him being booed just as he was before this angle? Do you think Travis Vince has thought that far? Like, Or does he think once people start cheering for Roman, they'll see how irresistible and adorable he is and they'll never think to boo him again? I I don't know. I don't... If he gets... If he shows up the night after Raw with the Universal title and he gets a... You know, a four-minute boo, boo bath like he oh. got last year after yeah. he beat The Undertaker. You know, then he'll, Vince will have to, if he hasn't thought that far, he, he, he'll, be, he'll start thinking about it then. Yeah. Or he'll continue not to care. <laughs> I know. Or, or say he doesn't care while doing everything in his power to turn. Like, that, the hypocrisy, it's just, come on. Either don't care and don't try to turn a baby face, or... So admit overtly, admit you care. Like, this notion of, as long as he gets a reaction, that's all that counts. Meanwhile, he's feverishly, constantly trying to figure out ways to get people to cheer. <laughs> he's, he's sweetening the and, and muting the, the, turning up music extra loud so the boos are drowned out. Yeah. Well, well why, I thought you didn't care. Exactly. I mean, like, I can respect it. If you, if I can, res- I can disagree that it's a great policy, but I can respect the notion of, hey, you know what? We can't control how fans feel. It worked for Cena. It's a little different with Roman, but it's working for him. We, we, we're pretty happy with where we are. You know, we'd rather, you know, people either, you know, cheer or boo one or the other. It makes it easier to tell stories. But you know what? He's getting a reaction, and really, that's more than, more than a lot of people we push to the top got. That's the human being normal, honest reaction. But don't try 
harder than you've ever tried other than the Lex Express Tour to get somebody over as a baby face and then claim in the midst of that. To, to, it's like our eyes are not deceiving us. We can t- tell you want desperately him to be cheered. So, Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Cody from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, with all the talk about who Braun might be involved with at Mania, there's not a lot of options. I'm noticing uh, that maybe there's talk of pairing him up with Rusev. With Asuka challenging Charlotte, I don't see it as a bit of a stretch for Rusev to challenge Strowman or vice versa. They don't even have to make it about a baby face or a heel. Just have one of Raw's best and most popular face off against SmackDown's best and most popular. What do you think of that? And I also agree totally with your thoughts about Roman tonight. WWE was totally on a roll until they completely dropped the ball tonight. Uh, thanks, Cody. Um, so he's talking about Rusev versus Strowman as a match. And oh, Rusev? Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know why I thought you said Rude. I think I heard uh, like, sorry, yeah. Charlotte and Rude. You know. Okay, Rusev. Because I'm like, wait, did you say SmackDown's most popular? Um, uh, Bobby Rudd, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I would, you know, would give Rusev something, but it would... No, there's, I, I there's nothing. It. There's no like sense of ooh, what's going to happen in that match? We know what's going to happen in that match. Rusev isn't. Good, See, that's know. that's what I don't. That's why. That's why Cody, with all due respect, and Travis, all due respect, I hate it. I hate that idea. Here's why: sure. one, Oscar won the Rumble. She gets to pick which champion she faces. There's a kayfabe storyline reason why she gets to pick a SmackDown. Uh, champion to face. It's in the rules. It doesn't make sense for WrestleMania to arbitrarily have two spare parts and say, let's match them against each other. So that doesn't make sense. Second of all, how do you book that match? Rusev deserves to have a clear path to get himself over, not be squashed by Braun. But who, if Braun faces Rusev, you know they're going to book Strowman to squash Rusev if they... Do- like, okay. You, is there a way to book it? Yeah. You have Braun against Rusev, and you have fans just cheering both Rusev Day, Strowman, whatever. You know, they go back and forth. And it's just a special attraction. And then you have, like, some heels come out, you know, uh, come out and attack them. And then they, they, then they, you know, fight back and they form an alliance and the superstar shakeup unites them or something. I mean, I guess you can do something like that. But you can't just do a full-fledged match because Strowman is mega-pushed. Rusev's not. It's a dangerous situation to put Strowman in because Rusev is so over. You don't want fans. To, it's like I, my argument with Sting is put Sting against a heel, not Sting against Undertaker. Like, let fans cheer Sting. And they're not even giving Undertaker that courtesy. Like, you can't see into this year. I get why. I'm not against the match. But I like taking legendary names or just super popular guys and giving them a heel. You know, it goes back a couple questions before. Heel face matchups lets fans do what they want to do, which is have a home team that they're cheering for. Rusev should get a shirt printed up 
that says duly noted on, <laughs> on the front. I know. Where's my push? Also, but uh, that, well, that would be way too on the nose. Yeah. Just duly noted. Yeah. Right on the front. Another uh, complaint. Denny from Toledo, Ohio said, I attended Raw tonight, and overall I was not happy with what was delivered. No Ronda Rousey, no Brock Lesnar, despite both of them being advertised. I feel like I was let down. They also did not do the advertised eight-man dark match. Thanks again for the great audio content. You never underdeliver on promises. Well, thank you, Denny. You uh, let down. You were sold. I don't know. Sold a bill of goods. Sold a you know a false advertised to. You weren't let down. That's you know I get what you're saying, but that's WWE didn't let you down. They're not yeah. your, your parents that didn't show up to your you know your your little league game or right. So, yes. Yeah, they're they they they're your parents who said, "Oh, absolutely, little Johnny, we're going to be there. We're going to bring orange slices for the team." And then they didn't show, and then left you till you know six o'clock sitting on an empty field. That's what WWE did tonight. I I, I want to uh, let everybody know that if you are tuning into this show but you haven't seen the recap of Ronda Rousey, Stephanie, Kurt Angle, and Triple H yet, WWE will send someone to your house with an iPad and show it to you. Because they want everybody to see this. I mean, it was on Fastlane last night, on Raw tonight. They can't. They aired it like three times last well, week during SmackDown. I mean, it's to, to their credit, they've they fixed that uh, the Kurt Angle WrestleMania twenty one thirty one flub. So the <laughs> night after the the Helen, uh, the Elimination Chamber where he cut the promo, uh, the edit was terrible. Remember you said that after WrestleMania 21? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, because they had like a, ne- a day to get the thing done. But but tonight, and I'm sure how they'll have it going forward and at WrestleMania when they when they show the package before before the match, the, the edit is a lot smoother and a lot less – it's not a giant obvious jump cut. See, see every January when I do the Wake Keller Hotline, I go, this is uh, the Wake Keller Hotline for January 3rd, 2017. And then I do the show. I'm like, oh, crap, it's 2018. So then I post edit. And then what people hear is, this is a Wake Keller Hotline for uh, uh, January 3rd, 2018. And it's just spliced in every time. And nobody notices. And now you're drawing attention to it, Travis. Don't do that. Kayfabe. All right. I, I actually have done that once or twice. But, yeah, it, it, I've done a smoother job. Um, all right, Naveen from Los Angeles. I'm sort of liking what they're doing with Roman Reigns, but the only problem is we know it's a storyline. When similar storyline, when a similar storyline, well, ha- it's all a storyline. Like, yeah, you saw it on TV. It's storyline. <laughs> when a similar storyline happened with CM Punk disrespecting the boss and peeling back the curtain, I couldn't tell what was shoot and what was storyline. It felt more edgy. You know it's a storyline when the mic is on. John Cena revealed that today in the Undertaker promo. He was unintentionally or intentionally pulling the rug out from under this whole notion of shoot comments on live television, including CM Punk's pseudo shoot. Oh, yeah, I I didn't tell management what I was going to say. It was. It's like they... But they turned off the mic as soon as he said Vince's name, so... Oh, so it must be real then. No, they let yeah. him talk for 15 minutes. Let him call his daughter a doofus oh, and God. run down the company and, yeah, call Triple H an idiot and all kinds of stuff. But Vince, let me tell you, Vince, about your bullying campaign, up oh, mic goes off. Yeah. Like, that's like, to me, that's the equivalent of Shane being a girl. I just, that, that whole, like... Two weeks after that was some of the most frustrating, you know, people that I I respect. Yeah. Like, but, but come on, do you think it would like? I did a I did the Way Killer Hotline that night, and I listed all the things that CM Punk would have said if it was a shoot that he knew 
not to say, or that you know, it wouldn't have made any sense to say. It's like that was not a shoot promo. It was a shoot style promo that fit the storyline there. You know, the storyline of of him as a anti corporate character, a pipe bomb throwing superstar. That was not a shoot promo. It, I mean, and I get that people romanticize about it and want it to be and all that, but that's fine. But just understand, the mic was on. It was a work, and you know, it's just whatever. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, finishing Naveen's question here. Uh, I couldn't tell with Punk what, what was shooting, what was storyline. It felt more edgy because it was well well done. But in this case, we know Brock did not know show, and we also know Roman is Vince's boy. Same with the suspension. When Punk was suspended, I couldn't tell if it was storyline or real. Here, we know Roman Reigns is being, isn't being suspended, and that is just a storyline. So I don't know if this will work come WrestleMania with the smart fans who are in on this. I feel like my intelligence is insulted. Am I overanalyzing? Well, based on our Twitter response and my poll and based on emails coming in, I mean, people aren't buying this. And, I, again, that, that was my point. I watched this and I just groaned. I was like, no, they're overplaying this hand. It's it What they did two weeks ago worked. And now you can't have – you can't it, – it's like – yeah. It's just like when you're lying, you got to be careful that the lie stays. It, it doesn't have too many details and doesn't push the boundaries – you know, it's like if you're trying to explain where you were when you're late for work to your spouse and, and, and you know, it's believable. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and I ran into an old friend and she said she really misses you and wants to get together with you. And then you, like, put your hand on your phone. You're going, oh, crap, that can be double checked. It's like that doesn't make sense. She's not in town. That's what Roman – when Roman said, oh, uh, um, you know, everybody knows you're Vince's boy. I just did that. Palm to forehead. Like, no, you can't possibly think that's going to not just be a, a – moment breaking or a, a, a shoot style break shattering moment for people who were buying into it even a little bit with some podcast memberships there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings and it works on some apps but not others that's not the case with pw torch vip membership we now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go vip from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership as soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute. You'll get a link, and you click on it, and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android, and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts, and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. All right, we got some emails yet to get to. We'll start with Javier from Miami. Did Roman Reigns with a straight face and without a shred of irony call Lesnar Vince's boy? I have no words. Well, the storyline might work on a filthy casual on the filthy casuals. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> he put quote marks around it, so it doesn't. It's okay. Won't the art? <laughs> oh, that's a popular saying or something that we're supposed to like get. <laughs> I love it. Won't the ardent fans who are the bulk of a WrestleMania crowd see this as yet hey, another? You're a piece of crap. <laughs> you put quotes around it, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Both Arden fans who are the bulk of a WrestleMania crowd see this as yet another desperate ploy to get Roman over. I expect backlash with a clean Roman win, and I don't want to see a work shoot match like Lesnar-Orton if they decide to go that route. What are your thoughts? As always, keep up the great work, and everyone go VIP. I'm going to pick up the pieces of my shattered sanity now. Thank you, Javier. You, you score a point with your brother and getting an email right on the air. Um, yeah, I am. I, Travis, what do you think's good? I mean, we got weeks to talk about this, but uh, East Coast cast, you'll talk about it too. But what, what is the match going to be like? I mean, if, if Lesnar's already clocked out. By the way, Friday night at Target Center, it was Lesnar versus Miz, champion versus champion. Lesnar delivered a couple su- a suplex to Miz and the Miztourage, and then he delivered F5s to Miz and the Miztourage, and the referee just called for the bell, and Lesnar walked out of the building. You know I mean? And, and I know that the popular thing right now is, oh, they're doing it to get the smart fans all mad at Brock. Well, the thing is, he actually had been delivering. Like, even even that Survivor Series match with Goldberg that was only 90 seconds, no one was complaining that it was, you know, only a minute and a half, or very few. And then he had the uh, the WrestleMania match with him, He's and he's had the, the, the SummerSlam main event, the stuff with Strowman, the stuff with Joe. He's been putting in, his 2017 was good. Like, coming off of that garbage he did with Dean at WrestleMania because he knew and it all comes back to, oh, all of a sudden now that he's got UFC stuff on the horizon, his wrestling work goes to crap. Well, like but, he just but, doesn't do yeah. – he's back to just literally Suplex City. Not even Suplex City, German Suplex Township of Suplex City. Like this is one move, one move, <laughs> one move, one move. Now I'm out of here. So he's uh, – F5. So, yeah, we got the suburbs of, 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 of German Suplex town, Township. So it's – he's back to – Back to the old Brock, who I wrote about a year and a half ago right. about why they shouldn't re-sign him. Like, that, and that's and that's my point. This is not like a Brock is this consistent hard worker, and now he's checked out. His contract coming up. He's turned on the company, turned on the fan. Like this, I, I would not have been shocked if Brock, working house shows, not pay per views, but house shows, went out there and just threw. I mean, maybe three minutes, you know, throws some suplexes and gets a pin. But now they're not. You know, they're. It's not that it's not that different when he's in this mode of like this this notion that like Brock is like oh no I want to go out and have a fifteen minute three three and a half star match and really satisfy the fans like that's not Brock's not upset <laughs> like this is not something that they devise just as some sort of way to back up the shoot which by the way got ruined when Lesnar said everybody knows you know Brock is your guy uh, this is not so I, I just I don't know I mean. But what was telling about Friday, too, is they didn't even let Lesnar pin Miz. Like, they didn't want – I mean, it wasn't like he even got to get the win. Because I think they're just like, he's out the door, so we're going to protect Miz a little bit, too. But the fans are sort of like, really? That was it? Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, imagine protecting Miz against Lesnar at this point. That shows you where, where they are on Lesnar. But, I, okay, so rounding out to my question, what do you think they're going to do at WrestleMania? How will the match go with uh, Reigns and Lesnar? Does Lesnar put in – a good, uh, good, good faith effort, or is he protecting himself for USC? And are, are we going to get nothing, or little, very little? No, I, I think it's he, it's not going to be like a Dean Ambrose thing. I think he, I think he did not respect Ambrose's work or character or a lot of things that went into into why he treated Ambrose uh, and was. Uh, the way he treated Ambrose the way he did and, and, and worked the way he did, I don't think he 
he hits that level of of uh, uh, malcontents. Is that a word? I don't think he, he. It's. I don't think he's that bad. I think he has a solid, if not good, WrestleMania main event. I don't know if it reaches the level of their work of what they did at thirty one, uh, but I think it's a. Uh, it's better than what Triple H and Rome Reigns did in Dallas at 32, and it'll be better than what yeah, – it'll be better than the last two main, main events, Roman Lesnar or, or Roman uh, Triple H and then Roman Undertaker last year. I think you're it's, getting – I, I, I think you're getting the numbers right, Travis, but I'm still going to splice in something that makes it look like you got it wrong. And we had to fix <laughs> <the records. laughs> yeah. When you say 32, I'll be like 32 and dub it over and make it look like I had to correct you. Um I'm already having to edit the first segment, so I might as well edit this one. All right. <laughs> Matthew Jones. Uh, I know we're all sick of Cena, but I haven't been reading uh, the sheets the past couple months. And honestly, I didn't know about the Taker plan. When I saw the segment tonight, I absolutely popped it. I felt that Cena's promo was really good and something only he could do. At the end of the day, as much as we're sick of him, don't you agree that he has a gear that no one else has that allows him to hot shot and angle and make something out of nothing in only one week? And as banged up as they both are, do you think there's any chance these guys can actually pull off a half-decent match? Four or five years ago, it would have been like Rock Hogan, but I can't see it now. I'm a uh, PW Torch subscriber. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, the, two, two things there. The, the Cena promo, I'm, people who are not in on all the spoiler aspects of Internet news and social media news... I, I wonder how it played with them, and I still think that's the majority of people. I know people who are immersed in pro wrestling can't believe people could attend Raw and not think about it seven days a week and listen to podcasts like this. But I, I trust me, the majority of people who are going to Raw are not listening to wrestling podcasts. A lot of them are, but the majority aren't. And that doesn't mean they're insulated from somebody letting them know oh, it's going to be seen a taker. I mean, most people who attend Raw talk to their friends about it, and those friends probably told them. But I bet there's a good number of people who are like Matthew. It's just they, they got lives. They got other things they watch, and they like Raw. It fills a certain amount of time in their entertainment lives. But once they're done watching it, they move on to other things, and they're not researching and, and in the flow. So I'm curious. It sounds like it probably played better with them uh, that type of fan than the people who are like waiting for it, waiting for it. Oh, finally, there it is, which is kind of where I was. Like, can we just get past this uh, mopey John Cena and just acknowledge what's going to really happen? Yeah, I actually, that was, I, I talked about the Cena promo, the second half promo not being good, but I never talked about why it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, You're, go for it. He's, he's shaming a 50 year old man with no hips. Uh, into, <laughs> that is a good point. In, into wrestling a match at WrestleMania. Yeah. It was the yeah. most. He called Undertaker an egomaniac. I know. It was so rich. I'm like, John Cena, Mr. You know, uh, uh, hustle, loyalty, and respect is calling The Undertaker a, a, an ego, a self centered egomaniac. Woo! My head was blown like how is this guy <laughs> going how did they allow him to go out there and how is the crowd just accepting this that's why i asked ashley like did they 
that were they accepting of that? Or they they were just such they just oh Undertaker and they clap like seals at the idea, not thinking. Wait a second, Undertaker like could barely leave the ring his last two or three WrestleManias. Part time John Cena is not a good wrestler, you know. Like <laughs> so, to the second part of his question: Can they have a halfway decent? No. No, they cannot. Or, you know what, that's wrong, because these are two pros. They absolutely can, but to the level of, 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 of athleticism and not just a bunch of bells and whistles and walking brawls and, and you know, I don't, I don't think so, personally. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to do a lot to cover up for, for, for the weaknesses of, of both guys in this match. Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. I, I am hoping, I'm kind of hoping John Cena retracts some of that to say, you know, that he he said it just to try to get Undertaker to agree to the match. And not that it makes it okay. I mean, he can come up with a lot of analogies where it's pretty pretty dickish to do that, to try to draw somebody out of out of something, try to draw them into what you want them to do by, by you know, essentially trolling them. Uh, but I kind of hope he does because you're right. I mean, hustle, loyalty, respect. And and to say amazing a symbol so strong is really so fragile. Stop hiding behind your lame excuses. Surgery is not a lame excuse. Like winning in ten... Undertaker, I haven't heard Undertaker say a word. Exactly. So how is he making excuses? Yeah. So he's he's attributing things that common sense people would say like well undertakers you know you're not broken down you're not old you're not washed up yes he is yes he is and absolutely he is john <laughs> cena you want to oh who uh, was it cam i think cam said on twitter or in the group chat that's like lebron james calling out michael jordan for a one-on-one <laughs> and then saying you're a bum if you, yeah. you know what he goes like nah fam i gotta ice my knees down but then you know, that's not happening today and lebron goes you a bum i thought you was the great one or the greatest and blah 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 <laughs> it's 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 absurd john cena needs to be ashamed of himself for cutting that promo and undertaker uh undertaker should stay home and not answer his phone like I can't. <laughs> you know i'm gonna live my life yeah, and the idea oh, that healthy enough to 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 put workout videos uh, on. No, his wife is filming him lift weights. I'm assuming I don't follow Michelle McCool on IG, but I'm assuming she's showing him doing some squats or some bench presses. And she said, "Yeah, look at my baby over there," and posted it. And that's like that constitutes him being uh, able and willing and able uh, to have a main event quality match at Wrestle Friggin Mania. God, that promo pissed me off. <laughs> or the second half. It was so good and then he just Yeah. Ah. Yeah, no, there there it, it, this attempt 
I, I, I mean, I, maybe I'm giving them too much credit even to say this, but it seems like, you know, they're trying to get the, the gullible mainstream fan to think that Cena just shot, just did a shoot interview on Taker and Taker's going to be really mad because he brought up his wife and, and he, he did he called all these insults. And when you fail, you hide your head never to be seen again because you're ashamed of what people say about you. And I, when I fail, I put a smile on my face and kick ass and go back to work. It's like, I mean, Taker 10 years ago, Took a, took a loss, and, and he didn't smile because that's not his character, but he came back to work. But he's 50, and he started younger than Cena. And I, yeah, just, no, I, I'm, glad you, I'm glad that we got to that. Um, by the way, the advertised match, just heard from Denny uh, by email. He goes, the advertised match was Cena, Roman, Braun, and Seth versus Kane, Miz, and The Bar. So another false advertisement tonight. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, seriously. I, I hope Ashley writes WWE. And, and write, write them in the ink and paper. That gets people's attention these days. That's true. I was told that about Vince McMahon in like 1989. I said, if you want to get his attention, write a letter on paper. Um, he, it will get to his desk. Uh, so uh, let's see. Andrew says, is this really the best way to build Nia and Alexa? I get wanting Nia to look sympathetic, but she looks more like a giant toddler throwing a temper tantrum. I might just be biased, but this isn't working for me. So yeah, anyway, no, we yeah. talked about that earlier. She yeah. she number one should be the heel in this situation, and if it's if if not, she certainly shouldn't be throwing a, a fit in the uh, in the locker room screaming and you know it's like yeah. look at that look at that physical out uh, outburst and and lashing out compared to Braun Strowman. And it's just like she screamed and she threw a jacket and tore someone's suitcase. Like Braun Strowman, granted, it was it's a flat screen; it doesn't have the effect. But you know, he bashed the TV, flipped stuff over. Like it's carnage. Like she knocked over a wardrobe. Yeah, and I again, small thing. It's a little acting, but she walked in and started throwing stuff around before seeing if they were even in the room. Yeah, where is she? Well, you didn't even look. Yeah, Yeah. about searching the. Pretty giant dressing room yeah. area before you know. Clearly, like, there's, walk- a back, there's a back door to the thing. Like, look around and no, no, that would make too much sense. Walk in in a rage and look at Charlie Cruz and go, "Where is she?" And Charlie goes, "They left out that door." And she's like, "Ah!" And then throw a tan, you know, then throw some stuff around. But yeah, and the overmodulating screeching isn't good. All right, Josh Perry, VIP member from Orlando. Did you catch the cringeworthy line from Coach during Roman Reigns' ring entrance tonight? Did you, Travis? That mm, no. you, you remember this, I think. Uh, Coach said Roman Reigns is beloved as far as the sports entertainment community is concerned. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it, it decode. It means fans love Roman Reigns. WWE I'm fans not, love Roman well, Reigns. I'm not a sports entertainment fan, anyway. Are you part of the never... sports entertainment community, the SEC? No, I am not. <laughs> no, I know. It's just oh, it's awful. So uh, Josh says, "Wow!" I immediately turned it off and took a walk. That sentence encapsulates. Uh, if, I can't say that word. My recent frustration with the Reigns push and WWE's general attitude towards fans. I'm trying very hard to lean into their attempts to make me like Reigns. But my goodness, they make it so hard. Between commentary like this and Roman never failing to obliviously act like a dick at the worst possible times, they can't win. Sorry for the lack of question. I just want to defend. Have a good show. Uh, and it does sum it up. He does. He he just never fails to obliviously act like a dick at the worst possible times. That does summarize it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Jay 
Jason Phelan from Cleveland says, so Roman calling somebody else Vince's boy is the most ridiculous statement I've heard in wrestling in a long time. That one line completely killed any chance I had of hardcore fans to possibly not be Roman at WrestleMania. This quasi-shoot angle to get Brock booed had a chance by using some real-life facts in the story, such as Brock's contract and the part-time status. But that one line tonight is the furthest from truth you can get. Just ridiculous. Um, So, yeah. More and more. All right, um, that will, uh, I think that'll do it, Travis. Um, tell people how they can listen to your East Coast cast and like our brand on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWTorch. Until tomorrow for the post-Smackdown episode with Jake Barnett from ProWrestling.net, this is Wade Keller thanking Travis Bryant, my co-host, Ashley, our on-site correspondent, and all the great emails and calls that we got throughout today's show. Until tomorrow, Wade Keller signing off. We've got a PW Torch VIP sale going on this month. If you are interested in becoming a VIP member, you can get $6 off any subscription. That brings a one-month sub down to 4 bucks, And you can listen to our AEW Revolution post-event roundtable. Todd Martin, Rich Fan, and I discuss the event for about an hour right after the show ended exclusively for VIP members. You also will get the WrestleMania post-show roundtables following night one and night two at the beginning of next month as part of that deal, and you get everything in between. I have brought back the Ask the Editor version of the Wade Keller hotline. The last two Wednesdays, we've dropped that with me responding with long-form answers to a wide array of topics. And the Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE insider news updates with my expanded analysis have also been brought back more frequently lately, including breakdowns of minute-by-minute numbers for Dynamite and SmackDown in two recent updates. And also behind-the-scenes news on Bray Wyatt and how he's being written and by whom, and other exclusive backstage notes and insights. We also are running our 18 Years Ago podcast series on the nearly 18th anniversary of podcasts when they were originally published back in 2005. We feature them on the PW Torch VIP podcast feed. This includes our post-pay-per-view roundtables and also Wade Keller hotlines with a ton of insider news. And right now, this week, we are running a series of podcasts detailing with incredible behind-the-scenes details, sometimes excruciating details, on what was going on with Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy in that uh, kind of love triangle controversy of 2005 that uh, changed the course of, of several careers. At the time, I reported a ton of details on how the locker room was reacting to them, uh, how Vince McMahon, if he was involved, because Vince was actually away with his injury at that time, uh, if he was involved, and just uh, the, the ups and downs and the drama of everything that, that blew up behind the scenes there. It's also the beginning, 18 years ago, of John Cena and Batista's push, and there's a lot of fun analysis of what we thought of them at the beginning of their upward trajectory. I could go on. There's just so many great VIP-exclusive features. You get these shows ad-free and plug-free, and you get access to our ad-free Lightning Fast VIP website with all the content that's on the free site, plus bonus content, including the roundtable reviews in written format from the Torch staff of AEW Revolution. We'll be doing that for WrestleMania coming up also, plus exclusive columns and more. So go VIP, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. The coupon code to get $6 off, and you can apply that $6 coupon to a one-month, a three-month, or a one-year sub. But again, that brings a one-month sub down to $4 for everything I just mentioned and more. The coupon code is March 23. March 23. 
Enter that when you sign up at pwtorch.com slash govip. And yes, we are compatible with the Apple Podcasts app. When you sign up, you'll get an email and you click on that link and it authorizes you. No advanced settings, no passwords, nothing complicated. And we are compatible with many other podcast apps in a similar way. pwtorch.com slash govip, March 23. Good time to go VIP. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's going to give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of Factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list and you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect, and I order Factor meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook. But I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried. You're not going to get that with Factor meals. No matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live life to the fullest. There's keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus options on the menu each week. They are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. You don't have to calorie count or try to figure out how much protein or carbs you're getting. They balance it for you. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. I always look forward to hitting refresh on the Factor website and seeing the new date pop up for the meal plan a couple weeks out and selecting the meals that I want. You don't have to select meals. They will automatically send you their selection based on your prior selections, but you can customize it too. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes in the microwave, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50 and use code wade50 to get, this is clever, 50% off your first box. That's code wade50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash wade50. Treat your body right, give yourself more energy, and save time and money with Factor Meals and get 50% off with coupon code WADE50. Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP 
from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership. As soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute, you'll get a link, and you click on it, and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts, and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying, and let us know what you want us to talk about, and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. As many of you know, I like my food analogies when it comes to pro wrestling. Don't ask me how I make it work, but I think I do some of the time. I, I really actually am into food. I like uh, nutrient-dense food. I think about what I eat. I think about what I put in my body. I think I make good choices, and I have good energy, and I maintain my weight well. And part of that is whole foods and nutrient density. But that's not always possible when you're in a rush or when you don't want to order out and spend the money on the tip and waiting for the driver to show up. And a lot of us don't always have time to cook. Some people just don't like to cook. And that's where factors, fresh, never-frozen meals, come into play. I have regularly ordered those on my own. I found that I like to have a supply of factor meals always on hand. It takes about two minutes to heat and eat. Factors fresh, never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast. Savor the harvest season with Factors Pumpkin Feast for Two, featuring fall's most craved flavor, pumpkin. This ready-to-eat bundle helps you make the most of autumn with a full spread that feeds two. It might make for a good fall date night. Factors rotating meals have ton of fall options every week, too. You can add your seasonal favorites like three bean vegan chili, one of my favorites, or Tuscan tomato chicken, or many other options on their menu, which changes every week. In fact, Factor offers 30-plus meals per week and 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. If you need more protein, you can now add protein to select vegan and veggie meals to pack an additional boost in every bite. If you're trying to work out or just increase your protein content, Factor makes that easy. And Factor, as I noted, is cheaper and quicker than takeout. Seriously, thanks to their commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can actually feel good about what you're eating every day, and it tastes great. They don't add a bunch of extra salt and artificial ingredients to try to fake it. They use real whole food, and you'll taste it. So when things get extra busy, Factor is flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week, or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And Factor has options for everyone, however you like to eat. You can choose from keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and protein plus to get chef-crafted, dietitian approved recipes you'll look forward to every time. As many of you know, I eat a primarily vegan diet, 
and I choose vegan options, and the variety of options just in the vegan category keeps me going. Again, I can attest to this as someone who likes to cook and likes to eat out, and frankly, I'm kind of picky about restaurants I'll go to a second and third time. These are chef-crafted recipes packed with restaurant-quality flavor. Factor keeps renewing their sponsorship of this show, and they have through the year 2023, because our listeners have found this to be a product that works for them. I think it will work for you. One thing I've found that's helped me maintain my weight as I've aged is nutrient density. It's about eating food that has high-quality ingredients without a lot of processed, empty calories. And Factor's dietitians have figured that out for you. They've done the work, and they deliver it to your doorstep. So here's what you do. Head over to go.factor75.com slash wade60. I'll repeat that in a second here. And you'll get 60% off your first box. That's code wade60 when you go to go.factor75.com slash wade60. That's go.factor75.com slash wade60 to get 60% off your first box. Give yourself a reason to look forward to going to the mailbox each week with a PW Torch newsletter paper copy subscription. Details at pwtorch.com slash paper copy. It's 12 pages every week packed with my TV reports along with exclusive features such as my cover story on the top story of the week, our pay-per-view roundtable reviews from the Torch staff, exclusive feature-length columns from Greg Parks, Rich Fan, Sean Radikin, Alan Cunahan, and Zach Hadorn, Torch Talk transcripts, the latest news, and more. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. Take a break from screen time and settle in every week with a mega dose of wrestling news and analysis with a Pro Wrestling Torch Newsletter paper copy edition in the year 2022. You can get a full year of home delivery for just $99. Or try us for an eight-week trial subscription. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30-plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all-text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine-slash-newsletter-style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them, plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking Pro Wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades. As soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. 
Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling to from your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with the WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at pwtorchdailycast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Cast. It's a new year, so why not treat yourself to a PW Torch VIP membership and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed and a ton of VIP exclusive audio shows such as the new Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE series that I record throughout the week dedicated to a focused look at WWE news and a focused look at AEW news along with commentary, analysis, and Q&A with VIP member listeners. Plus our post-pay-per-view VIP exclusive roundtables and so much more. Plus over 35 years of archives of podcasts, radio shows, newsletters, articles, Check it out, pwtorch.com slash govip. tells you all about membership. So why not make 2022 the year that you enjoy all the benefits that come with a PW Torch VIP membership? Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? pwtorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day, every day to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. 
Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. That's PWTorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the U.S., Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise, too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. You can support us on Patreon and get these shows. With ads and plugs removed, the Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month for just $4.99 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying, and let us know what you want us to talk about, and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com.